everybody and welcome back to the Cody cast. Now today is actually a very special episode for me today because, no it's not my birthday, um, I'm joined today by two of my amazing team. So I've got with me Olivia and Coco, so welcome to the show guys. And shout out to Tom for that fantastic applause. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. So I feel very fortunate to work with these amazing ladies. Uh, they honestly make my job so much easier and they put up with me, which is always a challenge. So Liv is our um, sensational client services coordinator and Liv, pretty much her main job is to round me up and chase me for the, all the million things that I fail to do. And she does it with the most um, beautiful grace. So thank you, Liv, for being very patient. Yeah, it's my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> and Coco is our social media and LinkedIn queen. So I'm excited I'm to queen. talk about, yeah, all things LinkedIn. So uh, as you know, it's one of my favourite topics to talk about. So see, no one at um, Dinner Conversations wants to talk to me about LinkedIn. So I'm excited to have both of you here today <laughs> because we can talk all about it and no one's going to complain. Yes. Well, I don't know, you guys might because I'll rabbit on for ages. But uh, I actually didn't get active on LinkedIn till about a year and a half ago. And to be honest with you, I never knew what to post on it. I was always a bit nervous. And I think especially being a woman in business as well, like women are so hard on themselves and we're so critical and we're so judgmental and we're often our toughest critics. And it's really challenging to go, oh, I want to put myself out there and give an opinion on a topic. So I got on probably about a year and a half ago and started actively posting and seeing it as a content platform, not just like as a job search platform or a networking platform. And it's honestly changed my life. And I often tell people it really saved our business during COVID because, uh, you know, Liv helps me manage, um, you know, my LinkedIn and, and all the, the reach out. And it's been incredible for that. So big shout out to you. You've no done worries. a sensation. When do you job. think there was that shift between people starting to use it as a content platform rather than just you know this is our company this is what we're doing like people actually talking to each other on the platform yeah. as people look that's a great question because I was I never to be honest went on for content I never thought of LinkedIn mm. as a something Me too. Yeah. I, I went on as you know looking for news daily or looking for business content so I know that there have been people who have been super active on the platform for years and they really got on early and took advantage of that organic reach whereas I feel like with um, me, I was a bit late to the party. So I'm like, oh my God, where's the organic reach? But there's still a lot on the platform, which is sensational. But I think it's just um, having a real mindset shift and seeing, oh, hey, actually, this is a great place to build thought leadership. And I still feel like a lot of the big enterprise companies, like their C-suite are not active on mm. social. So, you know, LinkedIn's a perfect way for them to be to be thinking of getting out there and posting about what's happening with the business. So. Definitely. Yeah, so it's an interesting, interesting question. So, yeah, I think over the past – look, look, I would say that the pandemic definitely accelerated it because mm. people couldn't go out and network as normal. Like, we're stuck at home in PJs. You can't go out and get a coffee with people. You can't stay top of mind. So LinkedIn's a fantastic way to do that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes this year because, you know, you and I were talking about some of the stats. Mm. And actually, do you want to share the stats that we were talking about this morning? Yeah, so I think I have – I think I was saying it was 740 million users in the last quarter. Mm. So it's grown significantly and engagement is up 40%. So it's just um, because people are at home, people wanting to have conversations, they can't basically, you know, go out for coffee as you're saying and they, they want to be interacting and 
you know, they can't be in the office saying, you know, oh, what did you think of the latest event that happened or the latest news story? So they're actually using the platform to have those conversations. So, yeah, I think it's um, it made probably COVID less lonely for a lot of people as well. Yeah, that's actually mm. true. I mean, other than watch reruns of The Office, which I <laughs> definitely did, uh, you know, I think it was really great just to get on LinkedIn and actually see you know, people that I would normally see in meetings or, uh, you know, out on the street or um, at events like on LinkedIn and getting a bit more active. So mm. it's definitely been great. So how would you say that LinkedIn's good for humanising a brand? I think it's, well, basically what it means, <laughs> you know, um, putting, putting a face behind the brand. It's yeah. just, um, you know, it's being genuine. It's associating a person with the values of the brand and then just emulating that and, um, I think you've been really great at that too, Lisa. Like, I a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, you know, you, you're fun and playful and that's basically what I hope that's what we are at Cody. Well, we are. Uh, we have a lot of fun. So I think that that, you know, it, it brings a lot of um, business in because, you know, you're basically speaking to people, being real, not trying to be someone you're not and, yeah. Cool. If there's been like a shift in, the, in the, the type of content that we see on LinkedIn now as well, I've noticed it's not necessarily as formal as yes. it once was. Mm. And I noticed that during the pandemic as well, people were more candid, more casual. Um, and I think that, yeah, it humanises the brand. Mm. Yeah, whether. So I think I've definitely seen that in the last 12 months as well, which has been good because it's, you know, it's not necessarily you know, a platform that you would, you would necessarily find that sort of content. And I, I think it's important to to have that happy that happy divide between you know you know your business and then having something that people can relate to which is you know what you're passionate about your hobbies that sort of stuff so it's good to see that sort of content on the platform yeah. becoming more and more consistent well that's actually a great point because previously when you looked at big corporates especially everything was so produced within an inch of its life mm. like you know I'm like that's clearly a stock image I bet those people don't work for your company but everything was perfect it was like probably models saying they're in suits mm-hmm. whereas during COVID you can't do any of that no. so it's like literally people just sitting around in t-shirts yeah. and, and there was and a bit of a craze last year did you see everyone was changing their DPs oh, to, oh, yes. Yes. to be right. like this is my reality like yes. this is who I am yeah very relatable you can yeah. resonate and think, oh, we're all on the same level exactly yeah. Yeah. it's actually so true so I think that's look the pandemic was really tough for a lot of people and a lot of businesses but that's definitely one of the positives that's come out of it like people feel like they can maybe be a bit more authentic on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and they don't need to be so uptight and I was in a clubhouse room the other day talking about LinkedIn Jesus like can't stop talking about <laughs> LinkedIn uh, and we were talking about humor and how we use humor in the platform and you sort of spoke a little bit about mm-hmm. um, you know just being yourself and mm-hmm. and I fully believe in that like you guys even on a daily basis I'm like the biggest dork like you know I'm not cool <laughs> whatsoever I'm like the daggiest person in the office and I always felt nervous to show that side of my personality because I thought oh I've just got to be like a corporate robot and be really serious and then I just thought oh like at Cody we're so focused on wanting people to be themselves mm-hmm. and we've got so many different types of people and I never want them to feel like they've got to fit into a box because when I was in corporate I was very much like you must be a corporate robot and just sit in here and just do your tax returns and do all that whereas here I'm like no it, the thing that makes us amazing is that there are there are so many different personalities I think it's so important to actually just be authentic and show whoever you are on LinkedIn and you'll attract that that kind of tribe around you yeah absolutely and then other clients want to work with you because 
you know, they share your values and what you're saying, you know, and they're not going to be surprised down the track when you, yes. you know, do certain things because they're like, yeah, I know what I'm in for. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you're like that. Oh, Jesus. It's almost like dating. It's like yeah. you just have to be yourself <laughs> exactly right. right from the get-go and not pretend to be anyone I else. I actually think it is – LinkedIn is a little bit like that. Like it, when you do videos, it's like, okay, speed dating. Let's – okay, let's fire through some questions. What is my like, most unique – thing I can say about myself in like the first 10 seconds yeah and like you actually do have to think a lot about that when you're thinking about content like Mm. how you come across how you want to be perceived so yeah interesting Mm. interesting uh Liv I'm going to talk to you about sales navigator because I know that's your yeah your baby (laughs) sales navigator so firstly for people who don't know what LinkedIn sales navigator is can you just give like a quick little spiel Yeah, definitely. So as you know, LinkedIn is basically one of the only platforms that gives you a direct line of contact to connect and engage with ideal decision makers in any company. And SalesNav is the best function or tool that you can use to achieve that. So basically what you can do is you can go through and you can reach out to different sorts of people within a business, direct people that might be CMOs, CEOs, depending on what you want to offer them or if there's just a gap in the market that you think, hey, I could really help or benefit this person or their business. So it allows you just to go through and connect and actually out- outreach and message those people specifically through filtering. So you don't necessarily have that on LinkedIn, but through SalesNav you can go through, you can search by um, the people within the company, their title, where they're based internationally, locally, really the, the options are endless. So it's, it's a really great tool. And um, if you're a business or anyone out there, I would definitely recommend jumping on um, and taking the full advantage of SalesNav because it's a really great tool. We love it. <laughs> I know. We, d- we definitely are a little bit unhealthily obsessed with SalesNav. And <laughs> it's, uh, I think, about $100 a month. And people actually often ask, is it worth paying $100 a month? People actually ask about premium. Is it worth it? Mm-hmm. I think premium is around... Oh, I should have worked this out beforehand around fifty dollars or something. I would one hundred percent get sales now over premium. Like, yeah, it, oh, like definitely, you're yeah. getting more bang for your buck. And there's, as I said, the options are really endless when it comes to filtering. So the more that you tailor it, the more specific your search will actually become. So if you want to reach out to, I guess, CMOs in the retail industry or fashion apparel or whatever it could be, you can actually go through and you can get down to those decision makers and message them specifically after you connect or grow your account. So it's um, a little bit yeah. like Facebook. Yeah, um, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely like Facebook. It's, 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 it's handy in the fact that you can go ahead and you can actually grow your account and then you can come in and then after you've accepted with that connection as well, you can reach out to them and it gives you different touch points as well. So you might actually be connected with that person through, you might have you necessarily you might have actually gone to high school together or university. So it gives you different touch points of how you can connect with those people before you jump in and hey, I want to pitch this or I want yes. to try and tell that. So it, it doesn't actually push you to be too salesy. It actually allows you to relate with them before you go ahead mm. and, and, and look at their them. posts as well and engage yeah, with that content. Definitely. I yeah. say to a lot of, um, I always say to Lisa or to a lot of our clients, hey, before you go ahead and you try and engage with someone, like go through their page, you know, <laughs> engage or react with their content because it yeah. just goes that extra mile to show that you're genuine, you're, you're interested about them, their business, what they stand for. Um, so yeah, it's, it's great for that most definitely. Yeah. It's like dating. I don't get why these people <laughs> slide into your DMs and go straight for the sailors. Like no, you'd never I go to someone, oh, hey, do you want to go straight on a date and yeah. you don't even build up any rapport? It's so weird. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, you I don't think Gary V talks about that too. He's like, you know, take me out for coffee first, yeah. like Buy me dinner. butter me up, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I love Gary Vee, actually. <laughs> uh, okay, so well, actually that ties in really nicely into my next question. What are some of the do's and don'ts 
on okay. sales now because there'd be plenty of don'ts. <laughs> plenty of don'ts, yeah. So I think one of the main things is to be really creative when it comes to your filtering functions. Play with them, you know, see what, what, what works. As I said, the more tailored you are, the more specific your results are going to be. So spend some time doing that and invest some time, as I said, in, in actually engaging with the, the person's profile before you connect with them. Like I said, you know, comment on the post, see there's actually tabs on the sales nav tool as well to tell you like if they've changed jobs next in the last 30 days if they've been promoted um, if they've changed positions so there's different touch points that you can actually go through and have a look before you engage with that person um i think don't when you are messaging someone through the sales nav tool don't be too salesy as i said it's massive turn off no one wants that like it's not a good thing it's not what we're after but I think with your message as well, you don't want it to be too generic. Make it tailored. You know, make sure you're addressing the person's name specifically. If you do have a template, make sure that you are changing things. It's nothing worse than sending someone a message that's not specific to them and you can't really come back from that. <laughs> that's so true. I've received a few. Hi, Richard. I'm like, that's not me. <laughs> that's not me. No. <laughs> there is no Richard here. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've definitely seen a few of those um, fail template fails. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely make sure your message is tight targeted and tailored to the person but don't don't give them an essay short and sweet to the point so true you don't want anything too lengthy but if you can i always recommend popping a cta as well so like would love to grab your email or would love yep. to you know share okay. calendar details so i can jump in and organize a meeting because you want to think about how we can you know obviously get to know the person but how you can loop back in and um, benefit them or their business. Yeah, good one. And yes, the long, 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 long messages, just stop sending those because no one's reading them. No. I can tell you that right now. It's a waste of time. Yeah. Time is money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we do a lot of work with Sales Navigator for lead generation and it's been incredible like it's actually sensational i do think as well like with when it comes to doing sales nav reach out and lead gen it's good to be posting content too because then people feel like they know you definitely before yeah and you're present on the platform you're not you know someone that is just sliding into the dms without any sort of interaction on on the platform that's why you do such a great job of that and i think why people always respond pretty quickly to you is because (laughs) they know you're active they know you're engaged they know you really genuinely care so i think that makes a huge point i've even said to our internal sales team as well you know before you jump on and, and start filtering through or trying to grow your account post yourself yes define and establish yourself on the platform as well because that's really important people want to know what you're about what you stand for what your values are and what you do what, what's your position within the business how can you benefit or relate to them so a massive a massive do yeah i agree with that and also um just in terms of even building yourself up as an expert in the space mm. it's it's like a great way to do that so by the time you do reach out then people go oh yeah I do know that you love digital marketing because I see you talking about it on yes. LinkedIn so you have some idea of what's going on so they're more likely to listen to you than just some stranger who's just slid into their dms trying to sell them you know yeah. something exactly what you said before you're establishing yourself as a thought leader yes so people relate to you and go oh hey yeah I you know you can resonate with that or I can see there's the benefit for me to you know be connected with Lisa because yeah visual marketing and read it now yeah and she's annoying <laughs> she's always clogging up my feed i always get that a lot actually people are like oh my god you're clogging up my feed you're always there i'm like it's working <laughs> you can't escape me <laughs> so but i'm like what better way to say it's working than to be clogging up your feed so i'm like yep great so come work with us um so moving on to our next segment which is trend watch i'm going to ask you some questions coco mm-hmm. so what are the current linkedin trends that you're seeing um, so basically 
because of last year with this sort of growth and how people are engaging with the platform, people are really looking to it for, you know, information source. So if you can really provide value in your content, I mean, we're always saying that to our clients, like how-to content is performing really well. Um, Yeah, don't – sort of not really talking too much about your achievements all the time but really giving back and – um, especially, you know, utilising video content and making it super snappy and to the point and um, even doing a lot of behind-the-scenes content is really good and people love that if you can kind of show them, you know, somewhere that's other than your bedroom and your maybe, yep. like, messy bookcase, then I think they'll, you know, appreciate that. So, yeah, it shows that you're real and I think people are, yeah, trying to be less serious on the platform and um, I think that's working really well and a lot of storytelling is happening as well yes. and people loving that because it's like is storytelling is just like it's you know goes back in time it's it's one of the most effective forms of communicating it's um, you know a beginning and an end and it all just it really you know conveys emotion and it really gets the viewers attention and um, and people can resonate with that as well. And people actually remember things better when mm. you tell it in a story. Mm. So say, for example, if I said to you, um, you know, when you're listing your prices for something, if you listed it from most expensive to least expensive rather than least expensive to most expensive, then you'll sell more. And then you'd be like, okay, whatever. Like, you know, yeah, I might remember that, I might not. But I remember when I actually heard this fact, the guy was saying that he was working with a pizza restaurant and they had everything listed on the menu and then they had it listed from the most expensive oh no, the, the most to the cheapest item to the most expensive mm-hmm. and then he told them hey change it around list the most expensive item first and see how you go so they changed nothing else on the menu they just flipped the order around mm-hmm. and then within the first week they got a 15% increase in sales wow. just from doing that and then i remember that over pretty much anything else he said in the interview because it was a story yeah, yeah. so yeah anecdotes yeah yes exactly mm-hmm. and i guess just not just giving information maybe tell um, tell the audience how you came about that information mm. or even like when I'm talking about getting active on LinkedIn, I'll t- talk, tell the story about how I did get active mm. or how it was hard for me at the start and it yeah. just means so much more because I think people yeah. are craving that human connection more. Absolutely. And admitting vulnerability I think is – Yes. Because, mm. you know, it's important as a leader that you show your vulnerable side because, you know, it shows you that you're real and that it took time to get where you were, where you've we've come and Mm. yeah otherwise like we're not superhumans and you know even things like becoming an entrepreneur it's not it's not an easy path well I'm not an entrepreneur but (laughs) I can imagine of what the entrepreneurs that I look at so yeah Yeah, exactly right so I think it's um not being afraid to show that you're just a human being at the end of the day and there are things that you've done wrong and you've just learned from them Mm. so now, this question is the million-dollar question. What on earth is happening with the LinkedIn algorithm? What is the algorithm? <laughs> How do I hack the algorithm? Talk well, to me about the algorithm. <laughs> LinkedIn does not want you to hack the, <laughs> the algorithm. It basically, last year, they've changed a little bit and it's basically dwell time. They're looking at dwell time, how long people spend on each post. So the longer you're spending on that post, they're going to make sure that that content gets redistributed um they're prioritizing reactions and comments and then shares um but yeah it's basically as long as you're providing value you're not trying to like hack 
you know, do like trick the audience, then I think you'd, you'll do well. And I think that's where the storytelling comes in mm-hmm. because you're keeping the people looking, reading, engaging, and they're not just, they don't just read the first line, get hooked in like a clickbait line, and then they get to the post and go, oh, <laughs> what it, what's, what's this post actually saying? So, yeah, it's all about just value. Yeah, fantastic. Even though I'm a bit sick of the word. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, what accounts have you seen do really well and why do you think they're doing well? Um, I mean, there's sort of the big ones like Mark Boris and mm. and um, we like to follow Jonathan Palmer at Cody because he's always providing really useful stuff on LinkedIn. Um, it's highly edited, so, like, you don't need to do that go that extreme but I think he's very effective with his sort of like colors and his um how-to tutorials um he's got great hair as well yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's got a glorious mane going on um Lisa Tay I've heard she's pretty good on LinkedIn she is she's (laughs) killing it (laughs) yeah I mean I was really thinking about you know we just, there's not enough women really on the platform oh my and God, it drives me nuts you know I can think of so many men who are obviously doing really well like Simon Sinek and but you know there, there just isn't and I look at some of the most successful entrepreneurs female entrepreneurs in Australia and they're just they're not active on it and mm. um yeah it's it's sad but hopefully it changes soon yeah. So, yeah, I think this is something that you and I talk about a bit mm. because you're like, where are we going to get a, a female LinkedIn client? Because all of our clients are men. I'm like, I'm dying for a female <laughs> LinkedIn client. So if someone wants help with their LinkedIn <laughs> who's female, please um, sing out because we'd mm-hmm. love to work with you. But, um, you know, I must say I'm really proud of the team because it's really hard to post on LinkedIn and you guys have been getting active. I've been pretty much forcing you to do it now threatening you know (laughs) Um, but I know it's hard to put yourself out there and it's you know they're absolute dicks out there who will have a go at you just for posting something and I just Mm. think go away like block report um, delete but um, I'm really proud of you guys for putting yourself out there and getting active and you know having an opinion on things or sharing things that might interest you because you know you don't have to be a top CEO to have an opinion you can be at any stage of your career you can just be starting out you can be in the middle of it you can be at the end of it and there's so much um, knowledge that you can impart just because you've got a very unique journey so Mm. I think it's great and um, definitely give um, Liv and Coco a follow. I'm sure I'll probably keep <laughs> harassing them and keep posting. But, you know, your your insights are incredible and I feel really fortunate to be able to work with you guys because you're literally digital natives. Like, I'm old now. Like, I'm pretty much no, ancient no. over <laughs> the hill. Um, your I, TikTok <laughs> video went viral. I know. I, don't, I haven't even now. done one yet. So Let's talk about it. <laughs> Look, um, it's because my dog was in it. I'm not even going to pretend that it's because of me. Um, but I do – look, I, I must admit, like, I'm getting old now and I never got on Snapchat, for example. I was like, oh, I can't – I just can't do it anymore. And then so when TikTok came out, I thought, okay, come on, just get on there. Just do it. Just do it. And I've pretty much given up on my TikTok career. So now I'm on Clubhouse, yeah. um, which will be a topic for another podcast. But, um, you know, I think it's it's just important to be active in mm. on social if you're in digital marketing. Mm. And I always say to people, if you don't love – social media don't get into digital marketing because it's changing so much so you just have to be on it all the time you've got to be immersing yourself in the world and that's really how I've learned everything that I know 
Um, You're very good at spending time on the platform. You just like, Mm. like, you've already done how many rooms on Clubhouse? (laughs) It's that all or nothing personality. It's It's great though. Like you're testing it and you're doing your own beta testing, which is great. Yeah, Yeah. and just making stacks of mistakes um, (laughs) along the way. But the funny thing is if you can quickly do that, then you can become an expert because mm, other people how you won't. learn yeah mm. i'm like i'm a, i'm pretty much a professional moderator on clubhouse now <laughs> <laughs> ptr that means pull to refresh everybody so pull to refresh the room it's a little clubhouse um bit of clubhouse lingo <laughs> down with it mm. i'm desperately trying to be cool and failing miserably um but yeah i think it's just really important so for me i'm pretty much on linkedin from the minute i wake up to the minute i go to bed which is really sad but it's uh it's really important, I think, just to see what's actually happening on there. And there's no better way to actually learn than by being on the platforms. Mm. And also LinkedIn learning is um, getting a big push at the moment. And I think in Sales Navigator, if you have that, then you actually have access to a whole lot of um, things on the LinkedIn learning. And basically LinkedIn learning is they bought Linda a few, Linda.com yes. a few years ago. So it's all the tutorials. And it's just like, a no-brainer you know yeah. it's, it's basically all the best youtube videos you can get in on linkedin and you're learning from the best and it's very like high production value and you're, you're listening to like top ceos and just really interesting people so that's another reason to use linkedin yeah come on linkedin sponsor this podcast (laughs) (laughs) um so moving on to our second last segment things i've learnt, tips and tricks um live now i know you're you know everything about sales navigator so i guess give me like the top three things you've learnt from sales nav yeah well i think one of the main ones is basically when it comes to your message outreach so i know that messages sent via SalesNav or LinkedIn usually have a three times greater response rate compared to those sent via email. So that's pretty great in itself. Mm. So definitely recommend jumping on and outreaching and using the the platform itself to filter through your connections and people you want to actually, you know, potentially pitch to or just have a discussion with because you're more than likely to get a response rate if you were just sending, you know, for example, maybe a deck to a potential client via email or a case study. Like this is what we've done previously not necessarily going to get a response rate straight away. Um, whereas with SalesNav, it's just the stats just tell us you just have a high response rate, which is really great. So going to take full advantage of that. That's actually so true because I think about my inbox and mm. um, I was talking to Rosie from my team the other day and she saw my inbox and I had, I've currently got 13,303 unread messages in my inbox. Wow. And she was like, I'm going to die. That's disgusting. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? Oh, that's actually like not too bad. Uh, but you're competing for just so much, like you're competing at so much um, content in someone's inbox, whereas on, on LinkedIn, there's barely anyone actually messaging mm. other people. So mm. you're probably going to get seen like mm. a lot more yeah mm. most definitely most definitely and I think what I've noticed as well is the the beauty of a follow-up message and yes. we talked about this previously don't be afraid if you don't necessarily hear back from someone within five to seven days it's okay to slide back in yep. and just touch base <laughs> because <laughs> on that second message they are more than likely to respond yeah because it goes to show that hey they've you know, they've just not just reached out and then left me you know out to dry they've they followed up with me they've taken the time so don't be afraid to to follow up and send a tailored message if you haven't heard from the, for the first touch point. So exactly, and definitely. I've done three messages before. I'm yeah. really keen yeah. with no shame. Yeah, um, and sometimes, <laughs> uh, and I've actually, I remember actually one of my um, clients is like, 
I've got to reply to you because you've sent three messages. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. <laughs> and exactly the, we actually right. end up working with them. So yeah. Yeah. it just yeah. goes to show, don't give up. Because I think the first message, I, I, when I get the first message, I'm always like, oh, they're just sending yeah. this to everyone. Or you might open it and think, I'll get back to that. And, you know, yes. life gets in the way. You forget mm. about it or other things come into the pipeline. Whereas if you're following up in, you know, weeks time, two weeks time maximum, um, more than likely to get a response rate if nothing actually progress the first time so mm. it's something fascinating with an email sometimes people won't respond the first or second time whereas when you've got a thread or a chain on on your sales nav uh, inbox yeah the response rate is higher so it's it's fascinating yeah I, I was gonna ask you Lisa what are your top three things for someone who is starting out for the first time on LinkedIn and posting oh yeah. yes mm. good one good question good question this I can definitely answer um, <laughs> I would firstly say think about a strategy so mm. what do you want to be known for and I guess really what's your objective on the platform like are you, are you trying to do lead generation are you looking to build thought leadership mm. and that will help you form a bit of a, a strategy into what you're going to be doing and then when you work that out then you can think about the content that you're actually going to start posting so think about the key content pillars that you're wanting to cover so I would say definitely look at what you're passionate about because that's going to always come across really well mm. and then what do you want to become an expert what do you want to become known as an expert for and that will be something that you should also be covering as well I think the biggest tip though I can give anyone is like just don't care about what anyone else thinks because we're so in our own heads and at the end of the day like people are going to judge you for whatever and you can't control what other people think of you or your mm. content so what you can control is that you're putting yourself out there and Gary Vee actually had this great quote that was don't let other people's like thoughts and opinions get in the way of your happiness mm. and your um, opportunities and I think that's a really really good way of looking at it because I think of all the opportunities that I've had from posting on LinkedIn and I just think I would never have gotten them if I hadn't been active and not caring about what people think because I know people find me really irritating on the platform I don't know who they are but no Um, but there are people who won't like my content and that's totally fine like you know I'm just being who I am and that's just life like not every single person's gonna like you it's like insta though like Lizzo always says that. I love Lizzo. Um, and she's just, just always like, if you don't like it, don't follow me. Yeah, like, piss you, off. Don't, you don't have to <laughs> exactly be here. Right. So. Yeah. I think then the more you overthink it as well, it's, that's more of a roadblock. Like, oh, I'm not going to post that now because I might yeah. have that comment or this judgment made. Yes. And that's what's like the biggest hurdle sometimes for some people to overcome. Like, what is that person going to think? The unknown. God forbid someone yes. doesn't like or has something to say. And it's like, you know what, at the end of the day, if you're passionate about it and you've you know, have, you know, strong opinions about it, post about it. Mm. Exactly. The people that support you obviously, you know, give you that positive feedback and those that don't, well, it's their issue. Exactly (laughs) right. And people focus too much on what could go wrong. That's right. Mm. As opposed to what could go right. And that's what initially might stop them from, you know, and and like you said, you're you're preventing yourself from potential opportunities. So it's like, don't overthink it and just spend some time investing in it and Yes, exactly. Exactly right. Mm. This is our last segment, which is very sad. I feel like that went way too quickly. I know, way too quickly. Um, five quick questions. So we're going to spread the love around a bit. So I'm going to go to live for the first question. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like when you did your first video on LinkedIn? Oh, gosh. <laughs> blast from the past. This was like pre-COVID. This is pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. No, it was – I mean, I had you by my side. So I was like in the best capable hands. So I was very lucky. But I was so nervous. And I think, like I said before, it was the the unknown. And yeah. like, I was like, oh, 
how did people, you know, make common comment on this or all that? And I was definitely a little bit hesitant. And I was so grateful that you actually gave me the push. Mm. And now I'm slowly getting back into it as well now, which is good. So it's definitely my goal this year to be more active on the platform and have a presence. So yeah, it was definitely I was definitely nervous, but like you said, once and I think when you I recommend if you are a little bit you know, anxious or not too sure about it, do it with a colleague mm. or with you know someone that is experienced. Like Lisa Tate. Um, <laughs> or oh, I'll and don't that. and don't think about it. Like I feel like it's like when you're standing, I don't know, if you're about to jump out of a plane, like, you know, the more the longer you look down and you're yes. like, Oh my god, hesitating, the worse it's gonna be. But if you just sort yeah. of like someone just pushed you, That's you'd right. be fine. Like when we did it today, I was just like, we just you were like, Let's do it. I was like, Okay. Like yeah. whereas if I'd had a week yeah. to think about it, I'd be like If you let it marinate, oh, you no. think, Oh, I'm not gonna do it now. I'm not gonna do that. Like yeah. just 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 do it. Yeah. <laughs> And I've had clients do it, who feel like it. that too. Like if they have a few days to think about it, then they'll then they like get nervous. But yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah, I think that's true. Because if you just um, if you overthink anything, you just psych yourself out of it. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, you saw that today. Like for both of our videos, for both of you, it was just literally on a phone. It wasn't anything overly produced. Like you can be quite raw. Mm. You just have to be authentic and mm. real. So mm. yeah. So well done. So that was your first video today. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yep. It's exciting times for LinkedIn video yeah. content at Cody Agency. Um, now my question is for you, Coco. How do you stay up with the latest trends? So a few different. I I mean, the LinkedIn. There's like there's the social media marketing talk show with Michael um, Steltzner and he does like a lot of social media things but um, he does a little LinkedIn stuff every now and then and he's really gets really interesting experts in the field um, like keynote speakers and Bruce Johnson we started following his newsletter and he's really helpful he kind of just like his newsletters are really specific and just little hacks for LinkedIn um, but yeah, I think there's like a lot of interesting platforms you can follow and yeah, mm. people ju- pe- just follow like influencers on LinkedIn and you'll get content as well. Yeah. Good one. Mm. Excellent. <laughs> oh, my, me too. <laughs> Sorry. I can ask myself the question. Um, how do you get in the zone <laughs> to do a video? This is a, a funny question because I do my videos on the day I post them. So I actually do all my content just whenever I feel like it. I'm not someone who's very organised. I'm sure you know that because you guys work with me. But um, I always think about what I'm feeling on the day. So, and it's funny because I look back at my videos and I go, oh, I was really into sales at that time. I was really into leadership. I was really into <laughs> LinkedIn. I was really into Clubhouse then. So I can just see my, like, what I whatever I'm interested in at the time, I'll t- yeah. t- uh, sp- uh, speak about that. So I usually do my videos at home. And I just go where there's really good natural lighting and then I get set up. And inevitably, it's so annoying because my husband, I'm about to sit down to do a video and he'll just walk in to make a cup of tea. I'm like, I'm trying to do a LinkedIn video. Can you please get out? Because like, he doesn't understand. Like you have to be in the zone. Mm, yeah. And then you just see my camera roll. Oh my God, there's so many videos of me just like. I need a blooper reel. Yeah. There's, oh, there's like about a gazillion bloopers. Like some some days I'm really just not feeling Can it. Can we add these and to the podcast? Oh yeah, there'll be like a million. There's, honestly, there'll be like um, probably about 10 videos in a row of just me going, Hi guys. So, can you just are you are you right? Like, can you get out of my? Oh, do you have to make tea right now? Oh, for God's sake! There's like a million of me doing that. Or then Wolfie would just like do a massive sigh or something. I'm I like, thought you were gonna say oh. fart. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <great."> 
<laughs> so yeah, it's um, it is like you do need to be in the zone, and you do mm. need to have like a good environment if you're going to do it the way I do. Um, or you could just be smart and get an agency to help you, and you can just get it all done at the one go. There's that. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely advise for that option. Um, but yeah, usually I just try and do it before I actually I do it before I uh, check my emails. Um, oh, that's a good mm. idea. Get yep. into a routine. 100%. And I try and do it before I even get on social because otherwise, especially if I'm on my emails, I'm probably just going to start working. Mm-hmm. And then my mind will be thinking, I need to do that, I need to do that, I need to do that. Whereas mm-hmm. like, you almost need like that clear mind when you're doing videos mm-hmm. because you want it to be really punchy, really succinct and mm-hmm. then just straight to the point. Because I'm, I'm a massive waffler, so I've got to stop that. <laughs> Still waffling now. <laughs> no, no, but one of the most important questions I want to ask you, Lisa. Okay, so who is your celebrity crush on the platform currently? Oh my god! Probably a few, but like it narrow down just to one. <laughs> that's a really hard question. Um, I have this weird obsession with Simon Sinek, and I don't know why. I yeah. find him like oddly attractive. <laughs> I don't think anyone else does. Quite okay um, about him. Yeah, mm. call me Simon if you're single. Slide into my DMs. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just actually love his content as well. Like I love that he's an eternal optimist, and I. I feel like that's something that really resonates with my personality. Like I feel really, I'm always like glass half full all the time. And I think mm. he's very much like that. And actually Bob Iger, he's got an amazing book. So he's the CEO of Disney and he uh, has a, a great book talking about his time at Disney. And one of his quotes was, no one wants to follow a pessimist. And it's something that mm. I take really seriously mm. in my role at Cody because Last year was really freaking hard and it was super stressful. And running a business is just really stressful at the best of times. But during a pandemic, I was like, oh, my God, just kill me now. It's like so stressful. But there's no point if you're a leader just being stressed out and being really negative because you it's part of your role to be positive. And it's almost like you don't want to be naive. Like, yes, there are challenges ahead, but you need to go, we will overcome them and this is how we're going to do it. Mm. So mm. I do love Simon's approach to life and I think he's really cute too. Hi, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Uh, and then it's the last question's me. Okay, so I should probably ask that. Uh, oh, this is actually a really good question. So if you could change one thing about the platform, what would it be? So who wants to go first? It's a bit of a tricky one. I mean my sales nerve realm I, I don't know if it's something i necessarily change but something that potentially linkedin if you're out there listening an enhancement could be i know when like obviously we've talked about the importance of like growing your account and taking some time to invest in your connections i think it'd be really handy because there's things on well there's actually tabs on sales nerve and there's one called lead lists oh, love a good lead yes. list so what, the, what that is basically is if you're potentially it just allows you to organize your like your growth or your outreach. So if you have like X amount of CMOs in like the retail or fashion apparel industry, after you connect with them, you can just ch- grab them all and pop them into a list and then they're there. And then at the end of the week, you can come through, you can see who's accepted, who might have replied to a message, but it'd be really handy to actually see like at the end, the, the last page or like, like a report potentially, like who's actually responded to your message or who's... Um, accepted your connection because you have to at this stage like go through manually and have a look I'm pretty sure I mean I I haven't seen like anything as far as reporting goes in in regards to lead list so that would be handy to have like a rundown of like how many people have accepted your request in the week or how many people have actually responded to your your message instead of like manually going in and having to organize that way but that would be handy I'd I'd love that but yeah apart from that I really can't fault it I love my sales now if you're (laughs) listening LinkedIn take that advice on board please (laughs) Um, well, mine is just more 
content on it. So I would love to see more creatives on the platform, like Ooh, people yes. in the creative industry and doing like more humorous sort of ironic like posts. So sort of, um, you know, a bit of like comedy and yeah, just making it a bit more fun, but also like interwoven with the whole like business community. But just so it's not, I don't know, I feel like LinkedIn could have the capacity to become a bit too earnest. And I think yes. it's just like I've, there's some people who I follow on like Instagram and stuff who are, who are making a transition over to LinkedIn as well. Oh. And they're kind of doing these like um, skits where they're like pretending to do mock interviews. And it's just, it's so good. And it's just like great content. So yeah. that's what I'd like to see more of. Yeah, because I think it's good to have a bit of humour because we're all human mm. at the end of the day, like beneath mm. all the suits and the corporate facades, like it's all just a human being. So I think that, and a lot of us, most of us have a sense of humour. So mm. <laughs> I think it really helps you stand out if you can show your personality and not be afraid to do that. So Definitely. Yay! <laughs> well, this is unfortunately the end of the episode, but we're going to put your um, LinkedIn handles in the show notes. So you can Ooh. go and find Coco and live <laughs> on the platform. And you uh, can slip into our DM. Exactly. <laughs> so if you have, yes, if you have any questions about LinkedIn, please send them a message because they clearly know their stuff. Uh, so <laughs> try to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you try. But yeah, so definitely reach out if you have any questions. Um, if you'd like to work with us, we would love to work with you. So please reach out to us. And thanks again for joining me, guys. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you for having Yay. us. <laughs> and um, we'll be back with the next episode shortly. Yeah.